Napster. From working at the beach, to changing the bricks on our cars in the snow, to drinking on rooftops in Spain, to playing in soccer tournaments in Japan, to walking in vineyards in Germany, we probably should write a series of memoirs on our adventures together in different parts of the globe. I would like to welcome a hero I call by their first name, Lee. Hey, Phil. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. Good. Thanks for the invitation. Glad to yeah, be yeah. Uh, here and uh, speaking to everyone out there. And it's five in the morning here. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I snuck, snuck out a bit. I have a child sleeping upstairs. And hopefully, uh, yeah, not interrupt it, but yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It happens. It happens. If, if, uh, if your kid comes downstairs, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah, like, like, you know, as we spoke, you know, um, you know, uh, this podcast um, is mainly, you know, um, uh, an opportunity for, um, you know, learners of English to listen to, you know, people just chatting in English, um, but like just friends talking and also as a resource for teachers if they want to use the podcast uh, for any kind of learning and stuff. So, yeah, I really appreciate you um, yeah, doing this podcast, man. And, uh, and thanks for, uh, you know, for, the t for taking your time out, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, for everyone that's learning English out there, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it, because of the, the grammar word? Yeah. Yeah, it is tough, you know. Um, something that, um, you know, a lot of languages don't have is the, um, the S that, that uh, denotes plurals. So, mm -hmm. like, apples you know, oranges. Um, and, um, you know, if I remember, if I remember correctly, they got, um, people who spoke English as another language together in a room and they were listening to like language features. So these people were, have had different, um, first languages. And the first, the first thing that they were able to like mediate and kind of omit was that S of like the, the, the plural S if, if I'm, if I'm correct, I could be wrong. So, yeah, you, and you don't really need it, you know, like, because there's numbers. Like, you can say two apple, three apple, like, it <laughs> or some apple, right? You, you, like, yeah. you know, it's, you don't really need the S, but, uh, yeah, it's something that trips up a lot of people who are learning English. Yeah, or just yeah. the complete word change from, like, mouse to mice. Yeah, so, yeah. Where does this come from? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, there's, uh, it's, you know, it's very interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, even with, like, different meats, you know, poultry, chicken, beef cow you know <laughs> well the whole thing pig. with that isn't it is uh to separate the animal from what you're actually eating it could be yeah yeah and that that could be a, to a function of it um yeah but i i think they also come from different languages as well but that's something mm -hmm. i'd have to i have to read up on as i haven't that's um my bad yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no worries yeah. no well it's like uh yeah i'm going to eat uh, beef and mm -hmm. then like then a and then the child said, "Oh, this is good." And then what is this? This is a cow. And then yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. Because I think Annie kind of talked about that in her episode about with the uh, okay. pork chop, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, this is <laughs> this is yeah. pig. Uh, it's Damn funny because <laughs> yes, was it the other day? I grilled fish, mm -hmm. so like a whole fish. Mm -hmm. It was just like the first time I did this, and I put it on mm -hmm. the table, and uh, Ellie. My my daughter, she she was wait, this is a fish, and like, <laughs> can I touch its mouth and stuff? And so we were like, I hey, shouldn't play with your food, but I made the fish talk, <laughs> and, and but like, she still ate it, 
and she loved yeah, yeah. it. So I was I was very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a trip, isn't it? Right? You know, um, yeah, like it's yeah. I'm sure like she might even remember that like for a whole life, right? Yeah, yeah. I, but I really thought it was the moment that she was going to be vegetarian. I, <laughs> I was like, damn it, this was a bit earlier than expected. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny too because some ve vegetarians still eat fish, which. <laughs> Yeah, let's say yeah. pes pescatarians <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is uh, Christina. My wife is a uh, pescatarian, so oh, she really? eats fish. She, yeah, yeah. We uh, eat sushi and stuff, but oh, wow. uh, yeah, she won't eat the the cow. <laughs> no, no cow for dinner. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> All right, cool, man. So yeah, man. Um, like I said once again, thanks for doing this, and um, you know. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, um, you know, we, we go back to before Napster and maybe people who were born, um, you know, after the matrix, the matrix came out, I mean, people born after 1999, uh, have no idea what Napster is. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, would you like to give a run? Do you, 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 do you remember when you, when, uh, Napster first came out? What, what, yeah, what, what, I mean, what's the Statue of Limitations here? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, well, I'm not saying that we used it. We just uh, knew that it existed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone else was using my computer. That, <laughs> I think my, like, the best memory I have from Napster was downloading the video for At the Drive-In. Oh, and uh, one-armed yeah, yeah. scissor with, like, they're driving around in a van and, like, it's, yeah. like, fast motion. That's um, right. Yeah, Napster is just basically was downloading, yeah, downloading music, but the legality of it was always questionable because mm -hmm. there was a whole lawsuit with, I think, Metallica. Yes, yeah, case. that's right. It's like, you wouldn't download a car. It's like, uh, yeah, I would. If I could, I'll 3D print that nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it was, I would say, I mean, kids are, nowadays are lucky with Spotify. You have all mm -hmm. this music at hand and Napster. YouTube, was, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, YouTube too. And back in the day, it was, it was, you could afford to explore. Mm -hmm. you know, looking back at it, I, you know, I, I question it myself, like the morality mm -hmm. of, of it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I found really interesting music. Uh, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what um, you know. I think you know, uh, it came up a few times on this podcast. But you know, we weren't really listening to In Sync or you know Britney Spears. Like you know, we were trying to find really obscure music, and a lot of times that kind of music and that kind of media wasn't available for us to consume right because even like a lot of um music from overseas and and, and stuff right you know when you yeah. when we were just confined to you know tower records because even when they we were younger they had like legit record stores that you know were like kind of mom and poppy whatever you want to call it but that they slowly went out of business because of these you know big record stores and you know these big record stores generally only sold you know um you know like kind of mainstream music or music that was attached to the bigger labels um so that was really cool with napster is that you know as you said you, you could explore and find new new things and go off of, of recommendations as well so 
So yeah, like yeah. we weren't downloading like, you know, popular stuff that we could easily get, right? It was it was really apps like you said, like the the at the drive in video, like there was no way to access that unless you stayed up and watched M T V two at like not not like nine in the morning or like one in the one in the morning or something, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, no, yeah. I mean the Definitely the exp exploration uh, of music was uh, a benefit of, of Napster. But I also, you know, I question nowadays too, like even with Spotify, my consumption is so high of, of mm -hmm. music. On one side, it's good because, uh, you know, I have different moods. I, I can listen to some instrumental stuff while mm -hmm. working. And if I need some energy, I can you know, put something on heavy because I have to do dishes and it's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> I need to rock through it. But, yeah. uh, but on the other side, like, you know, I, I had this wish, this, this ideal of, you know, I, I need to reduce my consumption. I want to just get rid of Spotify mm -hmm. and either just have a record and say, okay, this is the time I'm going to listen to music. Mm -hmm. And, and then say, okay, what record I'm going to buy? What am I investing in? Mm. And and to spend fifteen euros on on a record, uh, and that I'm actually going to listen to, that I'm going to appreciate, that's going to you know feed me. Mm. And interesting, I like that. Yeah, feed you, yeah. And because you know, I still listen to some music that sometimes I uh, a year later I look back like, oh, why did I? <laughs> listen to this yeah yeah but uh but like i think about the most important albums in my life and mm -hmm. and these are the albums that i listen to a lot and and they affected me and would this be the same if if i had so if i had spotify in the past for instance so the silent majority album right yeah it's kind of like in, in one year out the other right you can you can do that Right, yeah. that's like the danger of, of having full access. But I had ten CDs at that time, and yeah, and this was always on rotation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a point. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting point, and also like the lo lo the locality of music as well. Um, you know, like you kind of you know we were confined to you know what was where we were able to see live. You know, yeah, um, and well, yeah. we were very lucky in yeah. where we grew up and the time we grew up and i was yeah. thinking about this earlier too because you know we went to shows uh in lindenhurst uh, mm -hmm. i don't know the vfw was it yeah yeah the yeah, hall. yeah yeah and like you know we saw glassjaw when they were performing in this vfw hall yeah and these yeah. were amazing times and then like sons of abraham <laughs> and and silent yeah, majority. Yeah. We were lucky in in the time we grew up, uh, and with the music that was available. And and I totally agree with you. Supporting the local artist and being mm -hmm. there and say, you know, I pay for this. I want to hear this. And yeah, yeah. And I think you know that's yeah. Like um, you know, I think that I kind of you know comes comes around like to back to what like the the function of of Napster, where like. It wasn't necessarily we were stealing anything. Like if we were, <laughs> you know, we were, we were kids, so we were broke, so we we weren't going to buy it anyway. But the the other thing is that, um, you know, we 
it, it helped us find new things that we did end up supporting later, right? Like, you know, that when we had the means or the opportunity to, to, see, to, to see live music or, or to buy band teach, to buy merch or whatever, um, you know, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't a, about, about like this kind of transaction of, of capital, but it was support, right? And I think, you know, that is, um, you know, that, that's something that, uh, you know, I think would be interesting uh, interesting topic, you know, to talk about in terms of um, co- like current consumption of music and, and, and stuff would be the supporting of artists. So, or even like there's a podcast, right? So like, do you listen to a podcast? Do you make sure that you rate, you, you rate the podcast and do you write a comment, right? The supportive aspect, um, uh, you know, is that if still, is that a thing or sh- should it be a thing? Will younger people begin to to you know do they i don't know we're not 19 anymore right so (laughs) um but yeah no it's interesting you know um yeah that uh yeah you brought that up just about the supporting of the the local artists and stuff um but yeah man yeah i mean it's definitely i'm i'm not uh a musician and the lifestyle of a musician this is definitely difficult Mm. And especially now with Corona, where this they can't get out there and play the live shows and, <laughs> yeah. and get the money from merchandise and the Spotify, mm-hmm. you know, paying paying them enough. It's yeah, difficult, it's nice. but I love good music and mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah, definitely support support your 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 favorite artists. <laughs> you know, um, it's important. Um, especially, uh, you know, and you know, if if you have the means, <laughs> if you don't, just not everybody has the means. Yeah, to do yeah so. of course. Um, but you know, that can be with like clicks and likes and rec- recommendations and stuff too. So, or just backyards. So when <laughs> we, when we so we known each other for a long time. When we played mm-hmm. in a band together, or two bands, mm-hmm. and we played backyards as as young <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that was yeah, yeah. So yeah, so let's. Yeah, we kind of uh, you know started off on a different different <laughs> different yeah. uh, uh, tangent than uh, you know usual. But yeah, man. So let's let's go back, man. So as you said, we you know that's how we met was uh, through playing um, in a band together. Um, but be, before that, man, like what got you into into playing music? Um, I know you mentioned you said that you're not a musician, but you know for a while um, you know you were <laughs> um, in the past. Um, but yeah, what, what got you into music, you know, um, you know, have you always been into music? Cause then, you know, I know now that you, you, you know, obviously we're friends, but you know, music has some, there's been something that's been a huge part of your life and you've always, uh, you know, in- introduced me to, to new bands and stuff and always have given me CDs and stuff. So, so yeah, man, if you, if you don't mind, could you share a little bit about, you know, like life, um, you know, before we, we met and, and how music uh, became a big part of your life. Yeah, sure. I, um, well, if I, I had a music teacher, Mr. Foley, who I think Chris mentioned mm-hmm. in his podcast, and I was in seventh grade playing trombone in in his class. And at this time, I was listening to mainly rap music. Mm-hmm. And this is, at this time, I got introduced to so Green Day, the Dookie album. Yeah. Then uh, also Pearl Jam. Okay. Phytology uh, mm-hmm. came out at this time. By the way, 
that song Better Man for mm-hmm. the longest time, well, at least a year, I always thought it was Butter Man. <laughs> yeah of course you can't find a butter man <laughs> oh my god man. but uh, yeah so so i got into this like alternative music at this point and mm-hmm. then i got a guitar from uh, my dad's friend and it wasn't a great guitar but it was enough to like you know just to figure out how to play and i never had mm-hmm. lessons and I just remember basic questions like, oh, if I, if I make a chord with my left hand, can I still just play individual notes? It's mm-hmm. just, it was such a mystery. Oh, like arpeggio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then I played in a band with uh, a friend, Stephen Ewan. Oh, we had yeah, yeah, a, We had a small band. It was just, we were playing Nirvana covers in, in backyards mm-hmm. at this time. And at the same time, it was maybe two years later that I did band camp. Well, we did green machine mm-hmm. and I was with, uh, this is how I got to know Chris and you, cause we had that summer, summer camp at the high school. Oh yeah. 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 And we were j- just hanging out after with Nelson as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Got to know Chris and then you, and then you guys were playing some shows at NQP, maybe even that summer at, at Heckscher, and yeah, it just came out. And then after a few months, you guys invited me to play with uh, Not Quite Punks, which yeah. would be now a great time for you to um, put on a Not Quite Punk song. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so there, so we played this punk music, which was, you know, it was great. Chris introduced me to a lot of great local bands at this time mm-hmm. and some other uh, more popular bands, Sick of It All and, and Deftones at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it was this mixtape that he gave me, and this was such an important mixtape. I still have this. It's at my parents' home. Uh, and then after this, we, well, we, graduated high school and we lived together for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then yeah. eventually we we dormed at stony brook together you summed up a lot of uh a lot of memories man <laughs> so yeah. quickly dude good job yeah, man I yeah, mean, yeah well summing yeah. up the, the memories but at the time like musical was always like playing this background role so like when we lived together mm-hmm. uh, what i think about is uh we always had one cd playing over and over yeah yeah. Do you know which CD I'm thinking um, of? It's either gonna for me. I was I was playing probably to a disgusting amount the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang CD. Uh, yeah. Um, but we listened to a lot of Weezer at that time. Pinkerton. Well, that might yeah. be after. Yeah. This well, was a bit was, after, which are both yeah. great out. The um, we were listening to Sneaker Pimps. Oh yes, yeah, Sneaker Pimps. Yeah, man. Yep. I, yep. This was like the, the good night music in the house. <laughs> it, was like, it was, man. It was, man. Yeah, sneaker pimps. Yeah, it, that's right. Were you... It was you and Mike that came with me to uh, the sneaker pimps concert. Yeah, and they had already kicked out... Yeah! The, they had kicked out the, you know... The, the girl the, singer. The female, yeah, the female lead, yeah. We were like, oh, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. I remember that one guy, he was like, this is blasphemy. And I was like, <laughs> like jesus but they ended up 
having a pretty you know successful career <laughs> actually yeah um but she yeah she does solo stuff no i actually bought one of her albums a couple years ago nice um yeah yeah <laughs> i forgot about that yeah i was so excited and then yeah, it, was yeah, it was like yeah it was a completely different band and then at the same time i think jeff got me into like portis head mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah excellent portis excellent head. band yeah and then i think when we were dorming the the soundtrack was um was hot water music yes at the door. yeah that's right yeah yeah that's what, yeah man it's thinking back yeah we we all we always had like yeah a cd or an album that like we just would just play non-stop and it was just like yo yo put on yo put on hot water music or put on sneaker pimps right and yeah <laughs> just kind of like our soundtracks we had like these soundtracks that we would do especially at our party remember the we had parties in the house yeah um yeah man and that was yeah that was nuts man like all those people man like that was <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do that today uh, yeah man no but, uh, no but it was it was really centered around music and that's like how we met people too right that's how we got new friends we we're like yo what band you listen to or what you know remember that like it was we were really like i don't know if it was like kind of jerkish of us to do but we definitely only hung out with people that we we had we vibed with similar music with i don't know if you is that, or am I just remembering everything wrong? No, no. I, I think, I think it's a good point. I'm going to say it is a bit general because I can hang out with people that listen to mainstream music. Mm -hmm. But yeah, mainstream music, this is something that's easy, and and some talking about music is always, it's always interesting. Mm -hmm. And and I listen to a, a wide variety of music. So even here in Germany, you know, I met one guy that has a kid in, in the kindergarten with, with my daughter and mm -hmm. we uh, the kids are friends and we got hang started hanging out and this is you know a regular guy that works a regular so has an office job mm -hmm. and then we started talking about music and then he was telling me how, about this great concert that he went to uh, when he was 18 uh, where he saw bad religion and oh, and this cool. And yeah, exactly. It's ex my my exact reaction. <laughs> and then we started talking about bad religion, and this is yeah. you know it's just a normal guy. But like, you immediately have this connection, and you just mm -hmm. say, ah, if you listen to bad religion, you're all right. You're yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, what, what can be what, what can be wrong? Yeah, yeah. And and this is maybe the better way to put it. Like, mm -hmm. if you meet someone that listens to similar music, and and you have you know these defined tastes. And, and you have these reasons why you like this music and then something comes out, you have to say, you know, maybe these, this person has similar reasons of liking this or, yeah. or, or has uh, these similar uh, memories of, of listening to this music and you can share this. And it's, it's such a great jumping point to, to get into, uh, you know, a conversation with someone. Yeah, yeah, you kind of, you, kind of um, you realize you're part of a kind of community of people right because you know especially if you're the same age and you know um yeah these kind of can relate to, to particular things and have like a, assumed shared experiences po possibly 
But yeah, man, um, awesome, dude. So we, we met through music and our friendship like flourished through music. Like there's probably albums and lyrics we can just like cite off to one another, to one another. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, even when I remember when you came and visited me, you know, you, you had a CD and, you know, it was like some of the, some of the songs in there were songs I hadn't listened to in a, a long, long time. And, and um, you know, I just remember like, yeah, man, this is, this is uh, something that we've always kind of shared. And, you know, like shout out to, to Nelson, um, yeah. you know, because uh, he was a big part of that as well. Um, you know, and I think, you know, we were able to laugh at certain lyrics and, and enjoy music in a, in a way that um, it was so unique. Um, and maybe other people are doing the same thing. I, I don't, I don't know, but I, th I remember like we were definitely, um, we were definitely really into, you know, listening to full albums together, you know, yeah. like, um, and that was just so much fun. And this is the great thing about, uh, about music is, is this, uh, this nostalgic effect to it, especially mm -hmm. when. Uh, a song is tied to such strong memories and, and this mm -hmm. is exactly what I did so before you came out I, I went on Spotify the day before and just made a, a playlist and, <laughs> nice. and you know these are songs that immediately transported us to a particular place and, mm -hmm. and time and yeah yeah there's um there's a good there's a good article in some papers uh, about how music um between ages like 15 and 20, whatever, this kind of, um, our, our brains work in a way where we have this kind of nostalgia thing for music during a certain uh, time in our life, kind of adolescence. So really, I'll, I'll link it, uh, but it's really, it's a really good read. Um, and I'll, I'll, sh I'll share it with you later as well. But yeah, definitely. It's, um, and it was so cool that we, we have this together. So it's kind of like, we have lots of shared memories through music, right? And it kind of can trigger you know, certain situations, certain moments of time, it's so cool that we can share together, right? And, and um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's awesome, man. We, we kind of, it's like having a shared dream or something, right? Yeah. It's so cool. No, it's a good point. So in, in German, uh, I don't know if you say this also in English, but impressions, right? Mm -hmm. In German, they always say something left an impression. Well, it's a phrase mm -hmm. they use often. And, this age 15 to 20 i say is a very impress impressionable age mm -hmm. and and we were lucky that the things that made impressions on us were you know good things or mm -hmm. or had a, a good effect on us mm -hmm. in, in the end yeah they think because we we definitely because we had each other and we had lots of support and um yeah man you know that's why this podcast exists man because so many <laughs> you know, uh, so many um, good memories and so many people in that, that time of life, even after, you know, even our, you know, even after the fact, but definitely those formative years. But, um, but yeah, man, so we've been talking for about, uh, about 30 minutes. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to, to just, um, just, you know, bring up the fact that you have always been um, a very proactive person and, and, and and by that I mean like you always were able to kind of have a plan and then put it into action and and like what's been really cool is that you've made so much stuff right you've always kind of like yo I remember like the PA system that we <laughs> that we made for, for like you know a kin or not not quite punks like you know you you like made a stereo with your dad or and then even transfer it to like fixing your your car and then it's something that you know you and your dad you know you know shout out to, to your dad mr ivan's mm -hmm. like 
you know, um, something that was always uh, something I really admired about you and just thought, just thought it was amazing um, that you were able to like, you know, see so many things come to fruition just by saying, uh, I want to do this. I want to create this. And it's something that you've done, you know, up until, you know, today, even like going to, to Germany and you having your garden and stuff. So, um, yeah, can you, can you, uh, do you mind sharing a little bit about like where that comes from is, or is it something you've always kind of had that has been a part of you? Yeah. So I say I have three major influences in this aspect. So first, as you mentioned, my dad, my dad's a very, uh, DIY guy. Mm -hmm. And, and when I was growing up, if there was something broken, he would fix it. And, mm -hmm. and he showed me how to approach problems. Mainly it had to do with cars. So a car mm -hmm. breaking down, he would bring out the manual and he, he taught me how to troubleshoot and, and solve a problem. I would say the second major influence is my mom. So mm -hmm. she's a computer programmer at Sony Brook University Hospital, and she's been there for 35 years as a programmer. Mm -hmm. She's a super wow. logical person. Mm -hmm. Her mom was an English teacher and at an early age, she um, she showed us the alphabet and eventually how to read. And mm -hmm. she always brought us to the Bremen Public Library. So we mm -hmm. were always at the library. And I would say then in terms of getting out there in, in traveling and wanting to be at other places, uh, the third major influence was Iwan, uh, my friend Iwan and mm -hmm. his yeah, family. Yeah. So his family... Uh, they, they come from Indonesia and they were antique dealers and growing up I was at their house a lot and they, they opened me up to uh, different cultures so mm -hmm. there was always really good interesting food in their house they were always traveling either going to Europe or somewhere in Asia and they would send me postcards where I was wow. in Brentwood something that, that, that uh, you, you do a lot now I can see the influence now yeah, so you always it, sent postcards. Yeah, it was it's like a yeah, it was a huge influence on me because here I was in in Brentwood, uh, in a small place. The only place mm -hmm. that we would go to on vacation is Indiana. Cause my mom mm -hmm. is originally from Indiana, mm -hmm. and uh, so he showed me his family showed me that you know there's this whole other world out there. And from mm -hmm. a very young age, I wanted to have these adventures and, and see the world seems like you know all those things kind of uh <laughs> it made major uh, impacts on your life uh, up until today um so yeah man i mean that's you know really cool that you know you were able to you know um have your parents play such in influential role in your life grow uh, growing up and you know and seeing it happen you know just looking from the outside and also knowing your parents as well um yeah, I, I can see. I can see it. You know, your dad taught me a lot as well. Uh, a lot, a lot, of, a lot as well about just, you know, not, um, you know, not not giving up. And you know, exactly if something's broken, you know, just to fix it. You yeah. know, not, uh, nothing is, is is out of your hand. And you know, it even like even the other day, you know, my PlayStation, uh, PlayStation was you know getting old and stuff. So I opened. My wife was like, "Yo, your PlayStation is too loud." So I, you know, <laughs> went got the tools, opened it up, cleaned it, you know, like, you know, it's not, a, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but, you know, you know, it's, you know, building my own computers and, and, you know, little things. And it's always, you know, that, 
kind of um that uh like uh what's the good i can't think of a good word to say but that kind of uh oomph that kind of you know feeling i'm gonna do this definitely uh came from you know uh you and and and, and your dad you know about you know up oh, your alternators not is, is shit you know <laughs> i can just yeah. you know i remember that you know your gaskets whatever you know all this kind of stuff so yeah thank you for that and, and uh yeah and uh Thank you, Dad. Especially open open up your home and stuff, and give me all the all the snacks and stuff. <laughs> no, I, I'll definitely I'll tell them. And you know, um, the yeah. thing too, it's like Brentwood also was like a grounding force. Like I didn't mm -hmm. grow up in in a richer neighborhood, mm -hmm. and and I am in the end thankful for that and for mm -hmm. the people that that I met in Brentwood. But I don't know if I ever told you maybe i did of how we ended up in brentwood no no so my dad grew up in brentwood in, mm -hmm. in north brentwood where uh where we eventually had the house mm -hmm. and they were living somewhere in smithtown and mm -hmm. my parents won a house in a lottery holy shit yeah okay and and so they so we moved in when i was maybe two <laughs> or three and mm -hmm. and this was also we lived in a half-finished house and my my dad was always working on the house mm -hmm. but it wasn't until years later uh when i was in my 20s that my neighbor was moving and then she she goes to my dad like uh she says you know i can't believe you moved in this house <laughs> and my dad says why and uh, she goes well because of the murder oh, what <laughs> yeah. and supposedly like uh it was a newlywed couple moved in the house and yeah. the uh the man's mother was sick moved into the house mm -hmm. had uh, like a side room and then something happened where she like stabbed one of them to death oh my god in the house Jesus. Yeah. Jeez. Dude, I tried to do some research on this. I haven't mm -hmm. found this. And I don't okay. know if it was like a jerk move. I thought they liked us, but maybe they're just like, yeah, we'll leave them something before we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, wow. So we That's... moved into a, a murder house. A murder house. <laughs> well, geez, man. Wow, man. That's so. How did you, did, did you, how did your parents win a house? That's like, they just entered some lottery and yeah there used to be lotteries from the town of Islip. they still actually do it uh it's i think set up a bit differently mm -hmm. and basically they showed they were low income they mm -hmm. had a family and they mm -hmm. really needed a place to move into mm -hmm. and yeah so they they won this house and it was crazy because I, I do have the memory of when we moved in the backyard had like these hills mm -hmm. in it and it was overgrown and they hired a bulldozer to come in and kind of level it. But it turns out it, where we live it used to be uh, an orchard, so a tree farm. Oh, wow. And, and basically the, the guy somewhere in the early 1900s like buried his garbage in the backyard. <laughs> Jeez. So like years later when... Uh, oh, so when I was a kid, my mom was making a garden and she was like digging and found like a rusted paint can and <laughs> so she started pulling on the handle and the basically the the can gave way and she smacked me in the head because i was crawling <laughs> in nearby and i have a tiny scar uh, above my eye from this oh my but, gosh uh, <laughs> man 
<laughs> your house is your house is haunted, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man, that's nuts. Well, that's interesting, man. I never knew that. That's, oh, that's cool, man. So, so yeah, dude. So you know, um, also you know, I remember going to Ewan's house and stuff, and yeah, seeing you know all like the cool like artifacts and you know statues and stuff, and um, yeah, it was, I, I, yeah, I totally forgot. I used to hang out with you over there as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Shout out to Ewan. Um, and, and I saw and, his parents. Right. So his father used to live in Germany for, mm-hmm. I think, maybe even like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came out here uh, right before Corona. So in January, they mm-hmm. were out here for a little bit. So it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was great to, to see them and awesome. that they're still getting around. And I had a really nice dinner with them eating you know, typical German food. And That's cool. Yeah. yeah it was nice. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so yeah, and I think that has kind of, you know, that made an impression on you because, you know, I guess, you know, after Stony, you know, not after Stony Brook, but like after the, you know, the house didn't, didn't work out, you know, with us and, uh, you know, we <laughs> did another time. Um, but, uh, you know, you kind of uh, ended up at Stony Brook um, uh, and then you kind of ended up in England. Um, yeah, so, yeah. How, so did was that kind of the uh, influence that you kind of got from uh, Ewan's parents, like you know that that uh, that that drive to to study and, and live abroad? Well, the the drive to to ex- have these experiences abroad or to to travel was mm-hmm. definitely from them, and the opportunity was to study abroad in England, mm-hmm. and I had. Well, my friend Mary studied abroad in England the year before I did, and mm-hmm. I saw that this was something that could be achieved. And so I went to Stony Brook, had one semester there, I found the program, mm-hmm. enrolled in it, and it was a year at Sussex University in Brighton. Mm-hmm. And because it was a year abroad, not many people signed up for it. Everyone did the six months. Okay. And so I had no problem getting in and i spent a year in england where it was great it was a great home base and met Mm -hmm. great people and was able to see a bit of europe at that time and at that point i i loved it every day was was an adventure Mm -hmm. and and then since then i just always had a desire to live in europe and going back to new york I, well, afterwards, I lived in New York, in the city for two or three years, mm-hmm. and then I was just plotting and trying to figure out how am I going to uh, go to Germany, yeah. or go go to Europe and live in Europe. Yeah, I remember that. I remember like you know, because I thanks again, man. Like I remember, you know, uh, going to visit you, man, and um, you know, I remember you said, yeah, hey, come on, man, you know, come out. I'm gonna be staying here over the summer. Um, and I, ne- I never had a passport. I never, I never even imagined going on a plane, uh, to another country. It was just something that just was just not something I ever even thought about. You know, I just, you know, for me, it was, a, it was like a million dollars. You know, I don't, I don't know how much that shit costs, you know? So, um, and he was like, no, nah, I mean, you can do it for, you know, ex- you know, you know, it was like cheap at the time, you know, it was just like right after nine 11 and stuff. So it was yeah. really cheap. And I was like, all right, you know? 
and um dude man that that changed my life you know uh it it, it literally uh, like it evolved my 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 mind you know what i mean like it just i remember getting there and just being like holy shit you know it's a different place <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> you know we it's such a weird about, trip man yeah if yeah. we were talking before about impressions and yeah and uh, impressionable ages and it just happened at the right time it happened yeah. at the right time for me and i i also want my nephews and nieces to to experience this as well just mm-hmm. that you know there's there's a whole world out there mm-hmm. and and to yeah it's just it's nice and it's not an easy thing to do to to make such a jump i'm glad you came out and mm-hmm. it was really a great time and like one of my uh, favorite memories is uh i was working at a uh, this restaurant when i was out there because england is also really expensive and yeah and you had some just some change on you and it was like my last day before we made a trip to barcelona mm-hmm. and and I had to work a couple more hours. So you came down and you said, yeah, you walk around, you'll be right back. And you came back. So you had like one pound on you and you came back yes, and, you were, yes. and you were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what happened? And you're like, oh yeah, I decided instead of uh, eating a Mars bar that you got a Guinness instead because it's yeah, like a man. meal. <laughs> I was like, yo, with, it was like one uh, pound for the big ass pint of Guinness. I was like, yo, man. <laughs> I, I, I can I, I can you know quench my thirst and feel full at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> two and one. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was uh, yeah, it was a great deal. It's an excellent deal. Yeah, and then so we went to Barcelona, and we were staying at this hostel, mm-hmm. and this is where you met this couple. Yep. From Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they told you about the uh, the jet program, right? Yeah, jet program. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, what are the countries you want to do?" You know, they were free spirited, you know, and they were like, "What other countries you want to go to?" I was like, "Man, I'm I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't. <laughs> well, if I'm I'm not rich, you know, I'm just go back to go back to school and you know, you know, try to become a teacher or a social worker or whatever." And they were like, "We should go to Japan." I'm like, "What?" how the hell am I going to do that? That's like, how much does the ticket cost? You know, like 10, they could, they could say the ticket was $10,000 and I would have believed them. You know what I mean? I have I had no concept, you know, for me, any, you know, for us, anything at the time that was over a thousand dollars might as, might as well have been, you know, a million dollars. Right. I mean, there was no, <laughs> it's just like whenever you have that much money. Um, and, and, um, they were like, Oh no, like they'll pay you for your, your, your flight. And, in your apartment and your they'll you know you get paid like 30 something thousand dollars a year and i was like what and they're like yeah you just have to you know uh, apply after you get your four-year degree and i was like man this is motherfuckers are lying to me <laughs> but um it just stuck with me and you know as soon as i got back uh was, you know semester started went, went back in uh, on campus um you know set up my computer and stuff and the first thing i did was um was Google even a thing then? I don't even know. Like, it might have looked yeah, like yeah. Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd used it. Though. I think it was Yahoo. So anyway, I just you know went on Yahoo ever, um, and I just like searched jet program, and I was like, oh, 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 okay. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, when I, you know, I still had a year to go, but uh, yeah, ended up, yeah, get, getting it a year later, surprisingly. Yeah, man. Yeah. So thanks, dude. Well. No, no, I, I mean, you did it yourself. And it was really at a great time for you because you were, you had this one job as, as a teacher 
as a substitute, substitute teacher. And then, what, wasn't there a story with the football when you were? Oh yeah, man. So yeah, geez, I don't want to get too much into it, but basically, okay, but no, was, we can leave it. Just, <laughs> no, but it's all right. But uh, I was a substitute teacher, which is you know, is a you know, you get paid like 120 bucks a day, but you don't know if you're working until that day at 5 a.m. You get a call like, can you come in today? And then after that, I was working as as an after school program coordinator uh, for kids that you know, um, you know didn't have parents at home or something after school. So I had to help them study. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, this kid tried to kill a b baby bird with a football. Oh, oh this, and, dude, um, sorry, I, I like, didn't know it was I gonna got, go down. Yeah, 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 and I got, I was just like, dude, I <laughs> fucking chucked the ball at him. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. This yeah, yeah. Why well, I remember. Hey, no, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't catch it properly yet. He caught it with his chest. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel nice, does it? <laughs> but, uh, but uh you know but um yeah nah man you know um yeah it sucked man uh but uh but nah man you know it was a really good time for me to, to get that job but yeah. so yeah man so you 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 know you, you come back from from europe and um you know i remember you know that was you know we did one year at stony brook and then you know um yeah i remember you moved to queens for a while didn't you come up with some kind of hack for your job yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> so basically i was working at a law firm in times square a, mm -hmm. a major law firm and living in queens at the time and mm -hmm. basically i was a document analyst so there'd be big cases and i worked on some uh, really uh well-known cases and we would just so my firm would go in and they would capture all the documents so they take all the documents and we and my job or the department i was in of like 20 people we would scan the documents in and and basically analyze them and basically when you have a box of documents you might have five documents in a row uh that are similar so i basically found a uh a hack in this specialized program that we use that copied the line above and and i could uh then make changes to that entry mm -hmm. uh, it, <laughs> it doesn't sound anything spectacular but no one else knew about this hack and my productivity <laughs> was insane so where 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 it was the average like that a person might have you know 75 entries in an eight hour day I, mm -hmm. I was having 250 something like this. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really absurd and they didn't question anything uh, they just thought it was like really quick and mm -hmm. uh, and and i started as a temp in this position and they basically gave me a full-time job <laughs> <laughs> and which was insane because really i i was working with graduates from harvard really yeah yeah and they didn't get uh, this job offer so it was always like my uh my claim <laughs> that it was it's a proud proud moment but it was oh, yeah. uh, it was a hard job and mm -hmm. and i worked it two or three years and and there was just like one summer where i didn't get to go on long island i was working ridiculous hours was i didn't mm -hmm. see anyone mm -hmm. and and i just remember really missing green space or just mm -hmm. being outdoors and after after new year's i i quit mm -hmm. and with money saved i studied well i did two months in germany uh learning the language oh that's right yeah 
Wow, yes. man. So, and it looked like that kind of uh, paid off, man. So, yeah, we got about, you know, about 10 minutes uh, yeah. left, uh, you know, till it hits the hour. We can go over, but it's all good. But, um, you know, so, yeah, I think that kind of was uh, like foreshadowing until, until the present. So, as you know, you're in Germany now. Um, and, yeah, so how did that all happen? Like, you know, um, yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, so I, at, at this one point in my life, I had to, I tried to figure out a career path and, and I, I was reading two books at the time. One was, uh, it, what color is my parachute, which is like mm -hmm. this book workbook that you do and to find out what is the perfect job f for you. And mm -hmm. the other book was the alchemist, which is, oh, good book, yep. yeah, yeah, it was about like omens and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And basically I came down. You know, I, I love traveling, and and I you know I want to be in Europe, and and I figured I pinpointed I, I want to work for Lufthansa, a German airline, mm -hmm. and and at the same time I was about omens. I was like, hey, I basically made an excuse for myself to go to Germany. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, I applied for a job at Lufthansa. I didn't get it. I said, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, this, I need to learn the language. And, and you know, the World Cup is in Germany at, mm -hmm. at the time. And uh, so I spent uh, two months while the World Cup was in Germany, which was an amazing time. Mm -hmm. And Actually, when I was studying the language there, I met a Brazilian. And the first thing I said, ah, you know, this book, Paulo Coelho, uh, The mm -hmm. Alchemist. And mm -hmm. basically, they told me in German, oh, that book is shit. <laughs> 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 it's such a fairy tale. Uh, why yeah. would you ever do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, follow, follow omens. What omens did you have? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was just at this point, I realized it was just an excuse. I, so I found an excuse for myself to to go on an adventure. Mm -hmm. And but funny enough, like you know, I, I went back to New York afterwards, and I didn't get a job at Lufthansa. But then a couple of years later, uh, a a friend of a friend mm -hmm. had a job at Lufthansa, and and they basically told me that there was an opening and, mm -hmm. and I applied for it and I did end up working at Lufthansa in the end. Nice. Just like, it was funny. It, it worked out. And then uh, I, I was traveling to Germany you know, for work, uh, you know, a couple times a year. And, mm -hmm. and it was great because, you know, I was, I was feeding the, the travel bug. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, I met my wife, so mm -hmm. at Lufthansa I was w working on a, a special program to do. So I was a business analyst, and I was working in the, with a special program. Mm -hmm. And my wife was put together a workshop mm -hmm. for this program. Oh, my wife now, and and so she invited me out there. And there was a, a strike at that time, <laughs> and basically the strike ended, and. My boss was like, oh, the strike ended. If you still want to go to that workshop, you can. But mm -hmm. at that point, I really, I had three hours to drive home, pack my bags, get on the flight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I did get on the flight, didn't nice. sleep, and basically went to the workshop the next day. <laughs> like, no sleep, it's just a mess. And, <laughs> and, and I met Christina, and I remember like even 
we went to a place for lunch and I had like a lunch tray. I basically just dropped my food. <laughs> <laughs> and later she said it was like uh, it was really cute uh, <laughs> and that I was also her best student like I really knew the program so I made uh, a good impression mm-hmm. and uh, and it's funny uh, she still gives me a hard time about this uh, then we had so this was on a Friday a Thursday Friday mm-hmm. this workshop and then I went to Berlin for the weekend and and actually on this trip I saw Rob so I okay. went to Berlin, and uh, Iron Sheik was playing in Berlin at oh, like, this awesome. really sp- small punk club, and it was mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really great time. And then Monday, I I went back to Frankfurt, and we had this business analyst meeting, and I had we all had to introduce ourselves, and I just, I was also very tired at this moment, and I'm not so good at these uh, you know quick introductions, and I ended mm-hmm. up saying. I'm from a bad neighborhood, which I have no idea why I would say why I would say this. Like I'm trying to scare someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so, and then she also told her friends, so they they kid around all the time and say, "Oh yeah, Lee from the bad neighborhood." Bad neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and looks, and then you know. Yeah. So so um, yeah, I got a bit off track, but uh, it's all good. And then, uh, you know, I started a relationship, a long distance relationship that went on for a year. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, so Christina's father owns uh, an electrical engineering office in Germany. Mm-hmm. And in this year that I got to know Christina, he passed away and, mm-hmm. and he, he left the office. Uh, you know, this office still had, you know, 12 people in it and Christina's mm-hmm. brother had to take it over mm-hmm. and at this point a year later she says okay you know are we going to make this relationship work mm-hmm. you know I can come out and help her brother and they can help me with the visa stuff mm-hmm. and I made the jump so uh, yeah I, I loved my job at, at Lufthansa but it was also a very shaky time where they were making cuts mm-hmm. and my boss said my job was safe but you never know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, they're not going to tell you until the last minute. So mm-hmm. I did. I made the jump, and th- they hired me in in the family office as a lighting planner. Mm-hmm. So now what I do is I plan light for buildings and and streets mm-hmm. and outdoor areas, and oh, and it's a great job and it really fits me and Christina. She mm-hmm. she realized that it was a great job for me because it combined uh, the creative side of, of things and uh, my my creative nature as well as my business side as mm-hmm. well as this DIY mm-hmm. uh, aspect of uh, or yeah, of my nature and yeah man I, I was gonna say man like. Um yeah, it's, it's so interesting, you know, like how you, you know, working as, I guess, like a paralegal or something in, a, in the in, in the law firm, or whatever, then going to, um, you know, uh, I think they work with hedge funds as well at some point, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, was, I, I wasn't working for a hedge fund. I was, I was doing mailings for mutual fund. Okay, mutual uh, fund, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, like, you know, and then, you know, going to Luft you know, working at Lufthansa, then you work for a while in Stony Brook as well, 
Yeah. Right. Um, and you've kind of, you know, were able to, you know, shift and learn all these things. And I think that kind of ties back into what you, your personality, something that I've always admired about you is you're always able to figure things out. And then here you are in a different country, you know, back in Germany, you know, working, you know, in, in you know, I guess primarily German. Um, and you were able to make your, you know, that omen, found that omen and, and stuff work for you in, in the end. Um, because, you know, here you are doing, as you said, you know, as, you know, Christina said, like, this is something, this is a job. This is a thing that kind of, um, you can, you can scratch all the places that need to be scratched, you know? And I think even hearing you talk about the job and talking about, you know, just putting these lighting fixtures in and, and just designing everything. It's so cool, man, because you are, you're kind of like really in your element and it's just amazing how you, you're able to, you know, you're able to achieve so much, man. And it's, you know, it's awesome, dude. Like you, you, you really were able to do it. Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, the projects that I'm working on are it's super interesting. So mm -hmm. actually yesterday, I got pictures. We're finishing up a project. We're redoing the lighting in a school. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually finishing up another project of a, a medieval church. Nice. Uh, and and like I said before, I, I also do street lighting, and switching, you know, existing lighting fixtures to to LEDs, and it's mm -hmm. saving energy and you know, in my small way, saving the world. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a good feeling. I love the job, mm -hmm. and like I do work in interesting programs i do 3d modeling mm -hmm. and yeah love Ooh, it. man yeah man you kind of you're doing everything and then on top of that you know you you know you have your house and you you're building that and everything too man which is also cool man so you're like yeah man you're doing so much man i definitely um really look really just look look up to you man it was really cool to you know visit you and and you know see everything that you are going on man it's uh it's awesome <laughs> yeah thanks and you know i i, I pay the compliment back, you know, I look up to you. It was great that you made this jump into going to Japan. Uh, definitely not easy. And you stuck with it and you, you're still there after how many years now? 15? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and like, if you didn't do that, I think I would have given up. I would say this is not possible to, to make it abroad or to make a new life abroad. So thank you. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well you know. You know, we can go back and forth, man. If I didn't go visit you out, visit you out in, in England, <laughs> I you know, so yeah, man, it just goes to show, man, just, you know, how, how important friendship is and, yeah. um, and how in life, um, you know, uh, it's important to, you know, to, to recognize that we're not in it alone. And, um, you know, the people that we hold dear definitely, um, you know, are a part of us, you know, um, a part of our journey as well, you know. Yeah. That's all connected. It's all connected. But um, all right, man. Yo, thank you so much for sharing um about you know your life and about what you what you've been up to. I know there's so much more <clears throat> we could talk about <laughs> about your garden and, and and your chickens and 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 the and you know getting stranded in the airport. But definitely we we'll do that in a part two. But um, if if it's if you're cool with that, but yeah. um, um, looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, the last question I ask everyone. Uh, this question is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's obvious, but I'll ask anyway. <laughs> so can you speak any other languages or even a few words other than English? Yeah. So uh, I love languages. I, yeah, I studied, well, learned Spanish uh, growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, so three years in, in high school, didn't mm -hmm. really stick. After I went to England, wanted to 
you know, learn all the languages. So mm -hmm. when I came back to Stony Brook, I took two like classes. French, right? Yeah, I took French and Italian. And the classes <laughs> at the same time. And like I went from my French class to my Italian class, which is just absurd. <laughs> but it stuck a little bit. I, I can't really speak it, but I can read a manual. And mm -hmm. this is the most important thing when, mm -hmm. when traveling. And <laughs> yeah, so I picked up German and I, I work only in, in German. It's, it's a difficult language. Um, I still make mistakes. The grammar is, is ridiculously hard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm Lee Ivans. I'm the Lichtplaner from Beruf. <laughs> do you have a favorite curse word? Ah, uh, no. When I told Christina I was going to do this podcast, she said, uh, "Don't say Shiza Maniza." Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's that's, yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we have to be clear before we start spreading Shiza Maniza, the Maniza part was made up and this yeah, doesn't yeah. actually exist. <laughs> this doesn't exist. I don't know where I come up with that, man. I was just, just yeah, Shiza Maniza. But uh, yeah, man, um, that's awesome, man. Do you, do you remember any Italian words or French French words? Uh, you've, you've, you've been in Japan a few times. You remember any, any Japanese? Yeah, really. Before I, I travel anywhere, I, I learn, I learn, uh, please, I would like and to, mm -hmm. to place an order and excuse me. The only thing that comes to mind with Japanese is domo erogato. So okay. the, the, the super basic. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing in, in France is you walk around and everyone has two baguettes in France. For some reason, they always walk around with two baguettes under their arms. <laughs> so to order baguettes, you say, uh, je voudrais uh, deux baguettes. So okay. just a uh, super basic, mm -hmm. which I probably messed up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's all about trying, man. It's all about doing your best, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think the, the biggest tip I can give is if you are <laughs> it's not going to go in a good direction but if you're speaking french just pitch yourself as a french guy you know with a, a small mask mustache uh, a beret. <laughs> and like uh, if you speak in italian you always have to make the hand motions uh, and good. but but the bad direction is yeah if you're speaking german you know don't think about that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just the worst. German is a much nicer language than uh, you know all the Nazi films. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've <laughs> I, you know I've heard it said said that you know German is a very rough language, but you know uh, visiting you there, no, it's it's you know it's it's all Hollywood. You know, it's actually very you know chilled out language. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and what's funny, they uh, they have very strong dialects. So I'll end on this. The um, Christina, <laughs> my wife, comes from uh, an area called. Swabia, and mm -hmm. they have a very sing-song dialect, and mm -hmm. they have completely different words. So, okay, learning Germany in this area is very difficult. So I would go to class, mm -hmm. uh, learn Hochdeutsch, which is the uh, what's taught in schools, and then you mm -hmm. go out, and everyone's basically speaking something entirely different. But <laughs> Christina's brother gave me a phrase. Uh, Christina mm -hmm. hates this as well. It's uh, a <laughs> and, and basically it's Swabish for uh, please give me a beer. <laughs> <laughs>
right? <laughs> and so I was working this one project, so this medieval church, right? Mm-hmm. And we, I have to do a, a test of lighting. So I have four different uh, hanging lighting fixtures that I'm testing, mm-hmm. and the priest is there. And uh, with with a group of people, and they're all speaking Swabish, and they asked me something. I said, uh, "Sorry, my, my German is not so good. Uh, and shooting on my Deutsch is not so good." Um, and mm-hmm. and then they they continue, and I said, "Oh, but I know a little Swabish." And and I say to the priest, oh, "No, no, no, a beer." So I basically asked, <laughs> "Give me a beer." And he just looked at me, and the other the other guys laughed. And then I told Christina that, and she said, don't ever say that again. This is the worst thing. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, Let's just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. Awesome, dude. But, yeah, man, once again, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. And uh, thank you for being a hero that I call by their first name, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Glad to be here.